Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things in a trailer. I would say we're live, but we're not because um, it's it's recorded and edited for you. This is an immediate post Goodwood um, finale download slash celebration. Well, let's set the scene. It's Saturday morning, and we've just spent the past two days at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, uh, filming things for Goodwood. Yeah, kindly asked to work there. Yeah. So I don't know. By the time you hear this. More of our videos should be up on the Goodwood YouTube channel at the moment. There's just the Bonhams auction walk around. Auction. 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 Pardon. Uh, where Goodwood specifically said, take your time this year because last year they'd said, you've got about 10 minutes. And someone in the comments said that I looked like an exasperated dad dragging a child around a supermarket. <laughs> I hope this year's video doesn't look like that because they said it's okay, just take your time, talk about the stuff you want to talk about, it's okay. So we did that and we did the supercar paddock and we did the uh, Electric Avenue and we looked at the Ford Superman 4 and the McMurty Spearling. McMurtry. McMurtry, I knew I'd get that wrong. Do you know, it's quite a complicated name, for, but, I know. But, but ultimately, I mean, it's quite a complicated car, but a phenomenal car. I said to the PR guy, so it's McMurty, and he went, no, it's, everyone gets that wrong, it's McMurtry, but it was embarrassing because I was talking to him by a sign that said McMurtry. In huge it, letters. In huge letters, <laughs> and he had it written on his polo shirt as well, so there was no excuse oh, no. pronouncing it incorrectly. It's because it's, it's not a name that you often hear of. If, you, if you're sat listening to this thinking, oh, what, what are they talking about, McMurtry Spearling? It sounds like... Um, I don't know the long lost brother of Norris McWhorter who used to adjudicate whatever the records from the Guinness Book of Records. But actually, it was one of the most intriguing vehicles um, off of the Goodwood Festival of Speed and that. Out of off a bit. I was watching all the cars going up and that, like doing the hot like lap. But it's not a lap, is it? So it's a hot no, like, it's, it's, distance. It's an A to B. It's, it's a hot climb. A to B. Hill climb. <laughs> a hot hill climb, that's what I meant to say. And this thing is almost a half... It looks like a half-scale car. It is a real car. Um, okay, a half-scale LM car. Yes, yeah. With, with a single, uh, in a central driving position, uh, a, a bubble cabin with gulls for doors, mm. um, carbon fablion, and uh, electric rear-wheel drive on slick tyres with... Well, you, you can talk about the aero side of oh, things. Oh, the aero's nuts. Because that's its party piece. Well, it's 1,000 horsepower, and they say just under 1,000 kilos. Mm. But then it has it's a fan car, and even at a standstill, it can suck itself to the ground with 2,000 kilos of downforce. Yeah. And then the rear wing at speed adds another two, uh, 250 kilos, I think. Um, but then also, I was talking to someone afterwards, and I was saying this to them, and they went, 
what happens if the fan fails mid-corner? Just Ooh, an awful God. lot of downforce to lose. It's, but a, it's a narrow car. <laughs> they Yeah, a very short wheelbase. But it's actually got two fans, and they run on separate circuits. It, it, it was described to me as aircraft-style redundancy. Yeah. So if one fan goes, the other fan should keep going, and it can generate 90%. That's ridiculous. I know. So it's they it's thought f- of that because it would be really bad if the fan just switched off. Um, just to put it in perspective of how impressive this thing is, I think it's fir- this is his first outing, and they haven't quite finished kind of turning it up. It's within two seconds of the record, the hill climb record. Of well, it is as we speak. I think. Oh, and probably of course, we're speaking on Saturday. Today they're going to turn us up a bit, and then I think Sunday they'll probably go full Kahuna to try and secure, if they haven't already, that record from uh, the, uh, the IDR. IDR. I guess it's the Volkswagen IDR, which was driven by um, off of Roman Dumas, out of Roman Dumas, off of racing. But the uh, McMurchy <laughs> stealing. <laughs> I think they did the conveyancing on my house. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, they, they're, they're great. They are great guys. This great, is a, this sweet, is a sweet guys. Sweet guys. They're sweet. Br- British yeah. designed, British made. There vehicle. is a Mr. McMurty, isn't there? Murtry. Murtry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a really bad tongue twister that you just can't master. <laughs> it's, it's not a Mr. Murtry. Spearling. Spearling. There is, like Dave Spearling is yeah. not part of the operation. But um, So, yes, by the time you're listening to this, I'm going to say that they've probably broken the record. The driver. Of the McMurtry Spearling <laughs> is Max Chilton out ah, of yes. off of brief Formula One career. BTCC was he? Did he do BTC? No, he didn't do BTC. That's Tom Chilton. I always get the yeah. Chiltons mixed up. Yeah, not to be confused with the Chiltons, the uh, hilly area just to the northwest <laughs> of London. That's right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, we're going to get invaded. We're get the invaded caravan's going to get invaded. Uh, right, we didn't brief our hosts. Johnny's mate show. Lewis, who's uh, wearing terrible tracksuit bottoms, doing some doing tracks. some fencing outside. Gosh, I think he's just getting stuff. He's now building a, he's a building something outside in the. Here he is. Here he is. And um, hello, yeah. we're recording our podcast. No, it's all right. You can. You can, We knew. We we briefed the listeners that you were a man in terrible tracksuit bottoms <laughs> was going to come and disturb the podcast. But I ought to say thank you very much to Lewis and Vicky for lending us once again. Um, their showman's trailer, uh, which is a huge aluminium caravan. All right. Oh, <laughs> he's waving. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, please. Um, so yeah, and, and that that's been our home last night. But the the previous, you know, should we talk about this? Yes. The, the, yes. Goodwood accommodation, GA. Yeah. So we were on. I suppose we were on the, on not on the staff, but we were working for Goodwood. But the Festival of Speeds has come back. Come back very strong, hasn't it? So it's uh, yeah. it, and essentially, we said to Goodwood, okay, so uh, if it's the same as last year, we're going to do some videos for us, and, and have you sorted us out with a hotel room? And they went, oh, no, there aren't any hotel rooms. No, they're, they're all gone. Been booked up. They're all gone. And um, and we went, ah, well, uh, where are we going to sleep? Because you live three and a half hours away, yeah, and I live two and a bit hours away, and it's a bit of a commute to do that. And they went, don't worry. We've got accommodation on site for staff in the stable block. And yeah. I thought, ooh, stable block. Stable block. Converted stable blocks can be, you know, very shishi. 
and nice. Well, a barn conversion. I had Ooh. images of barn Ooh, conversions, I which I do like. It's supposed to be not very thermally efficient, but I do uh, like You could probably do something about that. Anyway, it's not, not for them to worry about because they haven't done that. It, 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 I would describe it as functional. Um, but there was, there was a bed... We were in a dorm, basically. It was just the two of us. There was a bed for you, bed for me, and then yeah. four spare beds that we were convinced every night at 3 a.m., like a bloke who was doing the rigging for the stage show somewhere would come in with a bag of cans. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's... A bag of room temperature lager cans. <laughs> and they really froth when he opens them. Yeah, and he'd insist that we would stop what we were doing and uh, play a little sleeping. Play a little game with him or something yeah. like that. Who wants to play shit? Not really now. No, it's, it's three in the morning, mate. No, no. <laughs> that didn't there. happen. Um, for patrons, we'll put up a picture we took, or maybe a couple of them. Cause we've, we've got, got we've got a few pictures. Picture of the room just to show you that it was you know it was it was basic but perfectly comfortable. The bed was fine. And it was just behind Goodwood House. So yeah. in the morning, you stepped out of the door downstairs and you were pretty much on the Cartier lawn where all the nice cars were. Yeah, it was. It was quite surreal. So amazing juxtaposition. And, uh, and thank you to Goodwood for that because it was actually quite inspirational space. As It's actually as, one of George Clark's inspiration. I'd probably touch up some of this plaster work that's coming <laughs> off. But was, the location is amazing. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it was a terrible noise. Yeah, so it was awful. I've got a bit of a, a fuzzy head. I think. <clears throat> I've got a slightly claggy throat, so I apologise for that in advance. I um, ended the evening with, um, I don't know, chasing IPA with vodka. So we, we left Goodwood's, the Goodwood site last night. We said a, a, a fond, rueful farewell to our our Borstal-style accommodation in the Goodwood stable block and came to stay here in the showman's trailer last night, but we stayed up a bit late with your friend Lewis. Yeah. Having fish about. and chips and drinking beer. And then and then Lewis went, do you want something else? And you went, oh, yeah, what, what have you got? And in the list was Pims, and you went, yeah, okay, I'll have a Pims. And you were going to have a straight Pims over have ice. straight Pims on rocks. I just thought, <laughs> come on, let's just do this. Um, and somehow you were talked out of it. But yeah. I would have liked to have seen that because I think, isn't Pims on its own would have been pretty revolting or just it's, a bit intense? It's a prickly drink, actually, mm. more than you realise when it's straight because nobody goes straight on no. the Pims. It's um, incredibly diluted, normally. Isn't it? Lots of lemonade and fruit. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably diluted at least 50-50. Um, oh god, more than that! I would have said it was like ten to one or something, isn't it? Oh, is it? Is it like two-stroke? Uh, is it mixing my str- strimmer uh, yeah. petrol? Yes, uh, yeah. Or uh, uh, running um, a, a Mazda RX eight. Oh yeah, I'd put a yeah. little bit of two-stroke in there just to keep your tips in. Yeah, check. maybe that's what that's what Charday does. Well, we, I mean, we were told by that listener, weren't we? That that's that's what she does, and I don't know whether he was taking. The oh, I just, I just hope she does. She's still not got in touch with us. Oh, actually. Just before I forget, on on the thanks front, mm. um, related to the last couple of days, Andy's fish and chips in Chichester. Oh yeah, got yourself a shout out, mate, on the uh, on the podcast because uh, you're a very hospitable guy. Lovely fish and chips. That was great. So you've been there. I've been there a few times. A few times over a few years. We went there last year after we'd done Goodwood on Friday night. Yeah, and he was excellent and really really nice chat while we were waiting for our fish and chips to cook and then last night we walked in and he basically did the ah I've been expecting you <laughs> it was it was a, it was brilliant it and was so brilliant. we had a good chat he made us some brilliant fish and chips for us and for a 
Lewis insisted the money went to charity. Yeah, wouldn't take any money from us, no. so we but we wouldn't not do that. So we agreed to give the money to charity, which we did in his little charity thing. Yeah, collection pot. So Andy's fish and chips off of Chichester. Yeah, a good fish and chips as well. Yeah, that's yeah. it's thing. a quality way to end a week. Oh, I think man. I do. Well, also, I'm I I have to bring this up because I'll be honest, it amuses the crap out of me. Is yesterday morning's breakfast. Oh, not your, again. your champions breakfast not a champions breakfast because as a losers breakfast we hadn't really been drinking it was just a there are not see that's my stomach rumbling is it we're talking about food and it's like oh yeah wow. hi, hungry um, it's like thunder we've only just got up really so hence there's a bit of clagginess um, the the, uh, the vegetarian options at Goodwood are not great and you're a veggie aren't you so it, mm. I, I had a bacon roll for breakfast and you were looking for something not an egg sandwich because of the risk of yolk burst on a shirt that you've got to wear on camera. Yeah, well, so I've got, yeah, and, and my only option really for veggie breakfast on the run uh, at that point was um, a double egg bap. Which I tried to persuade you you could just eat shirtless by a bin as the crowds entered Goodwood. Which that, uh, would, that would I, weird I should have done, in hindsight. I should have actually done it. Or lie um, face down on a picnic table with your <laughs> shoulders hanging over the edge so that, <laughs> that you're eating and every bit of egg is taken care of by gravity away from yes. your shirt. And that would have been a good idea. But actually. you didn't go for either of these, I thought, helpful suggestions. And you finally found a place that did duck wraps, but they had a vegetarian duck substitute option. And so you had that massive duck wrap for breakfast. Well, I did both, didn't I? So I had, I got, I got, the day before yesterday, I got egg on my, a bit on my tra- a shirt. Oh, it's A forgotten. bit on my trousers. <laughs> no, and then a bit, you said it was, it was in, the yolk was in my bit. beard. You were rubbing it. So, you basically made scrambled egg in your beard. So there were people wanting to come and chat. And it just looked like I'd been sleeping in a hedge. Around the back of Goodwood, <laughs> and then yesterday I thought, well, I don't want that again because the egg was traumatising for me. Um, so yeah, I went for a vegan duck wrap, which was tasty. Um, not not breakfast material usually. I mean, I wouldn't call it a wrap so much as like a burrito. It, had, it was it, a it burrito. Was like, they gave you this thing, and it was like they'd wrapped a sleeping bag in in tin foil. Yeah, and I mean, it did look quite tasty. It was. But... It was, it was Lunch, dinner. It was not. comprehensive. It was more lunchy. Yeah. But the, the worst part of it was, I thought, okay, this is great because it, it contained unit. It's mm. going to be fine. Uh, again, different day, different shirt. Actually, also different trousers. Mm. Uh, we hadn't even started filming. And, yeah, I was just finishing off and I looked down and I realised it had been carefully drizzling hoisin sauce <laughs> on the bottom of my trousers and on my suede shoes. What? It's like, I wear suede shoes twice a year. Why now? Why now? And then the slow unfolding of the horror when you realised that in fact your hands were covered in hoisins. Why? 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 You didn't have a napkin. No, I didn't have a napkin. I don't, and, and a few, but I have to apologise to anyone that came up and wanted to shake my hand or Richard's regarding... Well, no, uh, but I didn't have hoisin sauce well, on you my were hands. Right, I, well, I had to make an excuse about why you couldn't shake my hand at that <laughs> no, point. No, really, like some fantastic. sort of weird I, diva. And you were getting really cross about the fact you couldn't find a way to couldn't find clean a tap, off just, your hand. Just needed a standpipe. If you, know? you were passing by the just near Goodwood House, by the big centrepiece display of BMW M cars, yeah, and you saw 
Johnny Smith of the Late Break Show and Smith and Sniff crouching down, rubbing his hands on grass. I was doing that. That's why Hoisin Sauce didn't do the job. And then no. we're walking to where we had to go to start filming. And, and you were cross. And you're going, what if someone wants to shake my hand? And I was like, well, just say to them, sorry, I've got hoisin sauce on my hand. <laughs> it's such a weird excuse. It's not the kind of thing you'd, you'd make up. Oh, it's just, you might as well go, sorry, I've, I've just got guinea pig entrails all over my hands. And they'd go, oh, that's a bit of an odd excuse. <laughs> it must be true because who the hell would fabricate that? And then sure enough, people were coming up and go, hi, hey, hey, Johnny, hey, love your videos. Can I show you that? No, you can't. No, you can't. Hoisin sauce. Bloody hoisin sauce. <laughs> and I've got it on my trousers as well and on my blessed shoes. <laughs> so anyway, enough about... Hoisin sauce. Do you know I've got to say? I'm a bit, a bit like, a bit like, I, I, I stop laughing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of striking the car up and letting it, letting it settle for, a, for a minute. While yeah. you, I don't know, while you plug your phone in or set your destination, yeah. or uh, I don't know, get, get your ventilation preferences sorted. Yeah. And in that same way, I'm a big, I'm a massive fan of breakfast before I leave. My, my premises. That, oh yes, I'd forgotten. That was the other thing that was vexing you, wasn't it? The fact we had to walk and eat. I don't really like walking and eating because I'm not. I'm not Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. I don't think so, it's good for you, is it, walking and eating? No, of course it's not. It feels like not. it probably isn't. Well, no, it's not. You don't refuel your car while it's rolling along in D still, do you? You've got to chase it around. Apart from those sort of world record attempts from the 40s where there's always like a Morris Minor driving into some kind of elaborate rig that's so that it's still rolling on the track. But, oh, yeah. But they're putting fuel in at one end and cleaning the windscreen and there's all men in brown store coats doing that. Who's this brown store coat? Always brown store yeah. coats. Even though it's black and white, you know the store coats are brown because yeah. of course they are. It's the it's, it's the 49, yeah. Um, so uh, that was uh, I'm not going to say it's one of my highlights of, of Goodwood in fact that's what I'm going to do next time I'm going to I'm going to arrange with Jensen Button possibly mm. Ant Anstead as well because yes. he'll be able to help with the rig of the situation. we saw we saw Flant Flanstead didn't we we did a few times in fact there came a point where it seemed like he might have been stalking us because wherever we went low there he was I think three times I spied him yeah well there's one point where he did just sort of appear as if by magic and go alright boys and it's like what are you doing around he's here Flanstead he's a good lad yeah it was nice to but, see him so I, mean, I think what I'll do next time is I'll I'll, I'll set a time with them at Goodwood and say oh, I will meet you at these and I'll give you what three words and the what three words will be Johnny is hungry or, or breakfast for Johnny voice in sauce hands and, and I will I'll get there at the coordinates at the exact time and think mm. of it as a pit stop so yeah. so gent, no, Ant will lift me up off the ground so yeah. I can rest my legs and I will sit in cradled in his arms he looks like yeah he could do He's, that he could do that yeah. he works out yeah and then while he's doing that, Jensen will 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 just feed things into my mouth. Mm. And I'd like a selection. I'd like muesli and I'd like some fruit. Possibly some, um, you know, like a live yoghurt. So you can do that. <laughs> Are there Not any, a hoisin sauce. I wonder if there's any skilled artists listening to this who could create this. In, yeah. In, I don't know, in Microsoft Paint or something. The image of, of Johnny being carried aloft by muscular Ant Anstead whilst Jensen Button spoons muesli into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but but with, whilst being overshadowed by the M Sport sculpture. Yes, M Sport yes. uh, uh, sculpture where there's an M1 dangling yes. above our heads. Yes, upside down. Um, yeah. Um, and if we do it inside of a year, I'll try and get much more match fit. So. Because um, and so I will take off. I'll, I'll be wearing a very very white 
linen shirt for Goodwood duties, mm. and I'll, re- I'll quickly remove it just before I reach the coordinates of the what three words where these yeah. boys will meet us. I'll throw it to you. Okay. So I'll do all of the above topless. Okay. And but you've, be- but you've been really hitting the gym. You've been on the you've been yeah, on the yeah. I'll, plan. I'll be I'll be I'll be impressed with myself to mm. the point where I'm willing to expose myself. Not like that. Please, anyone thinking of drawing this, do not draw no, on the no, don't. I'm lot. not going to be outside on Lord Ch- Charlie March's lawn yeah. with the lot out. As they Bag say. out. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I'm not seeing. Hey, hang on a minute. That that there's a there's a fan car over there, and there's a guy trying to make a fan using skin over uh, there. No, that's s- not it. Um, skin fan. A skin. <laughs> What was the thing that was making us laugh hysterically? Oh yes, flesh door. Flesh door. <laughs> <laughs> this, we, this is so so odd. This is so odd. It has to be explained. So um, on the Cartier Stile Lux lawn, if you've if you've ever been to Goodwood, there's a lovely lawny bit which is a concourse, and there's always groups of cars that have been curated. Mm. One of them was sort of pre-war elegance. I forget the exact words. Was it avant-garde? It was uh, Le Grand Routier. Mm. Celebration of pre-war uh, elegant automobiles for the super rich of Europe, particularly France and Italy. So there was a sort of Pininfarina or Farina styled uh, Lancia and a little Pininfarina style. Roadster thing. And a Bugatti Type 57 with an elephant skin interior. Yeah, amazing. Which was remarkable. Um, YouTubers of the time really favoured that. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm thinking of wrapping my seats. What endangered animals should I have <laughs> killed so that I can have pulse I've got manta ray headrests in this one. <laughs> yes, I've got a whale's eyelid glove box cover. So <laughs> what, what, what brutal and horrible thing should I do for the seats? Uh, Hang on, what's that? Is that a handbrake? Well, it used to be, it used but it's now a snow leopard's leg. Yes, <laughs> this, this indicator stalk is a koala's rectum. <laughs> Don't forget to ta- send me a telegram if you wish to express your enjoyment <laughs> and a subscription service to future videogram messages. Oh, Toodle pip! Art Deco influencer. <laughs> Ahoy, hoy, guys! Yes. Um, Word up. We've taken... <laughs> we've, we've taken... I think... Uh, don't, don't forget to express your enjoyment and take out a subscription. God save the king. That's right. I've been driving as fast as I can through Paris wearing my panda jumper. Um, no, actually, it wouldn't be a jumper. It would be a blazer. A yes. blazer made of a panda skin. And I'm going... Anyway, anyway, let's let's shelve this for now. The reason why I was saying this is because there was an incredible car called a Bucciali, yeah, or Bucciali. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. B U double C. I think it's Bucciali, and I hope so because that's what we said on camera. Yeah, uh, from a company, a pre-war, very pre-war company called Buck B U C, a Parisian company. And this thing was unlike a car I've ever seen. It looked like it had a huge um, saloon that had been roof chopped, kind oh. of Bentley sized almost. Oh god, it was yeah, it's huge, wasn't it? Yeah, with with you said they looked like lorry wheels, mm. grand wheels, and um, double spare wheels stacked on the back, girder style bumpers, very with. I guess Art Deco uh, adornments on the yeah, side, polished sort of stainless. flying swan, huge metal sort of thing. Made of copper or brass or something. Yeah, I, I think it was mixed metal. Cause it mixed was, metal. Mixed metal, sort of brass colour and then a silver bit. But it was amazing. Extraordinary. But then it looked like it had been 
like chopped, like hot rodded, didn't it? Because yeah. the roof was so low, but apparently that's how it came out. But then it had a V12 and front wheel drive. Front wheel drive. Which apparently was Bucciali Bucciali's thing. And they did, they, they experimented with six, eight, 12, and 16 cylinder cars, yeah. all front wheel drive. This one was a one off, and it was made in 1932. The company went bust the following year, and then in 1936 it suffered a catastrophic gearbox failure and couldn't be used anymore. And of course, the warranty department had closed. So, and then the war came, and then the war came and spoilt the fun of the super rich who were commissioning and driving these insane cars. But this this Bucciali Bucciali uh, was apparently called the Flush Door. <laughs> Honestly, we were reading the literature before we had to present on camera about these beautiful cars. And I just read, and read it out loud just to confirm that I wasn't seeing things. It it said flesh door. F-L-E-C-E, within a a French accent on the E. Was there an H in there? Fleche, fleche door. And then D apostrophe O-R. Yeah. Like car door, the ice cream. Yes. No, car door is something that stops you getting drafty while you drive along, isn't it? Cart door. Oh, cart, cart door. Okay, that. But this, I'm sure it's called Flesh Door. Flesh Door. Which, which I thought, A, it sounded like a specialist club. <laughs> uh, but, isn't it? You just go, I'm just, I, um, just I've got a membership. Yeah. I'm in with the Flesh yeah. Door. Yeah. Um, so lots of people in leather shirts yeah. or going. or you or somebody threatens you if you do that again I'll, yeah. I will destroy your flesh door <laughs> <laughs> I just liked it as an insult you flesh absolute flesh door so it this vehicle was referred to as the flesh door which um, an amazing thing yeah it was it was I mean not to be too shameless in the plugging but if you go to the Goodwood YouTube channel hopefully by now our uh, Cartier lawn chat film chat wander about through various lovely cars in different categories will be up there and you'll be able to see this incredible yeah incredible car incredible 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 flesh door what incredible flesh door what a remarkable flesh door that is and uh, and it was part next to six yeah it was it was half a dozen McLaren F1 Mm. cars to celebrate the 30th birthday yeah of that car from which we we noticed that um 90s graphics were they look very dated and 90s now, don't they? But yeah. one of the guys on our crew... Who was, was born in 2001. Yes. Yeah. Damn his youth and vigour. And he just thought it was cool. Because yeah. he doesn't remember the 90s because he wasn't born then. And now the 90s are kind of back in fashion and things. And he's just enjoying it all for the first time. So he thought these sort of he thought neon these w- graphics... W- wishy-washy graphics. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, they are. They're sort of very soft. So there's a couple of the... There was a, a GTR and then a long tail as well, and they were because they're racing cars. They were covered in some pretty piss poor graphics. Well, I thought they were. But <laughs> I liked one of them. One of them looked remind me of a pair of uh, um, swimming shorts that I used to have. Yes, uh, they were swimming shorts, or just sort of something you'd have seen in a Benetton shop. Just, yeah, um, which... I like those. But there was the gear knob that got us going on that particular. Oh, yes. One. So one of these McLaren F1 GTRs... It was the long tail, wasn't it, I think? It was the long tail. had a gear knob off a Mark I Golf GTR, you know, the dimpled golf ball knob. And we were thinking, if you had a £30 million car, would you take the original gear knob off and think, no, I'm going <laughs> to put a gear knob off of, from a mass-produced hot hatch? 
because I think it might be a bit more. It probably is more tactile. Actually, I don't know. We Gordon, never, if you're listening, it, it, I'm sure it isn't more tactile. No. Well, I was thinking about this. I, think, I wonder if Gordon Murray would approve, and I think it would all come down to whether it weighed more. Mm. But as I suppose at the same time, you know, Gordon Murray is a pragmatic man. If you argued that it gave you better grip and therefore you could do fractionally quicker gear changes... The lever could be moved faster. Then he'd probably acquiesce to your demand to change it. But ah, now speak. <laughs> oh no, I know what you're going to say. Are we allowed to talk about the... Uh, this? I'm not going to categorise this as one of our bollockings. This was not a bollocking. This was more of a sort of stern go-away... We discovered that on Thursday night, Gordon Murray was giving a it was holding a Q and A for Goodwood members yeah. in what was that place called Carrara? Kinrara. Kinrara. That's it. Kin, which sounds like you're saying a swear word, but just short, clipping yeah. it, shortening it. Yeah. So a TVR we never got to see the Kinrara. Yeah. It's a. It was just an event space, basically, isn't it? But event they've space. given it a slightly sort of pompous name. So, um, and uh, he was doing a Q and A in there, and we we found out about this. And we were like, oh well, because we we now technically live at Goodwood for a couple of nights. We're going to be on site. We're not leaving when everyone else leaves. No. We'll be in the area. Yeah, we could just go along. Um, and our contact at Goodwood tried to sorted out and he couldn't get hold of anyone who could actually just put us on the guest list so we thought screw it we'll just Let's go just up try the it. door um, so I did well you did because you're braver than me I, I sort of stood behind you looking nervous yeah you did you didn't back me up you both. well I don't, what was I supposed to say because uh, the lady on the desk well we, there was one person we went hi yeah we're actually from the media we wondered if we could actually come in and hear Gordon's Q&A and she went oh hang on oh this is the person you need to speak to. Led us up to a desk. There was a stern lady there. You went, hi, yeah, we're in the media. We just wondered. We're working for Goodwood this weekend. Could we come into uh, Gordon Murray's Q&A? And she just went, no, it's a ticketed event. In such a stern way. And she didn't blink. Total oh, wow. unblinking eye contact yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a little scared. I was terrified. Yeah, a little scared. And we immediately, there was no, you know, sometimes someone would go, well, I'm afraid the thing is. And you go, no, but seriously, we'll, we'll just stand at the back. We are journalists, we're professionals. We do know Gordon Murray a little bit, or you do. There was none of that. No. She shut it down so fast. Yeah. I was going to be like, you know, the sort of troublesome um, person that intervenes at a wedding ceremony. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking of just as Gordon's about to start at the back going, God, we had, well, we, we had that chat about Honda Insights. Do you remember? Yeah. Like in 2000, oh, just shouting from the back. Gordy! And you, we had a good laugh and you, you gave me quite a bit of time. And then you remember that time I came and filmed with you with the T33 and you said, oh, can you come back and we'll talk, chat about your Lancia? No, you don't and remember. I would have oh. liked it if, before security could bodily pull you away, Gordon had stopped his Q and A, walked to the back, and embraced you heartily like a long lost friend. I'd like it. He'd give me the the hand, you know, that that the sort of oh, like Top yeah. Gun style Top gun. grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. And he'd bring me in, and he'd, he'd point at one of his minions, oh, yeah, big and he'd be like, "Just get, yeah, get him. A this seat. guy's good. Get him. A He's seat. with me." Yeah, and that's it for the rest of the evening. You just plied with canapes to you burst, and I and I and I'd offer him. I, I would have brought him a gift just in <clears> case this situation arose, and it would be a carbon fibre yard of ale. <laughs> <laughs> what? Or a Kevlar yard? Now, I don't know stuff like this at all, but it's sort of my vague belief that different liquids weigh different amounts. Yeah, be densities. Yeah, uh, because we we touched on this once in the podcast, and we said something about fuel weighing the same as water, and a few people did, I think, correct us and say it doesn't weigh exactly the same as water, petrol. 
So what's the lightest liquid that you could put in your... It wouldn't be ale, because I imagine ale's quite hefty. Oh, it's probably a little dense. Yeah, wine would be more dense than ale. Yeah, I still think it'd be... I just wonder if it's something like, you know, sort of deionized water or something. Champagne. Oh, the bubbles. There's lots of air in it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, or just water that you've put into a soda stream machine and then held the thing down for far too long, (laughs) so it's incredibly fizzy. But Gordon yeah. doesn't know that, and he goes, oh, thanks, Johnny. Thinks it's ale, does it in one, and then just has horrible burps for the rest of his Q&A. Every time. So, he's, he's becoming his own fan car, yeah. using, <laughs> using front and back orifices. He's proper backfiring for the rest of the event. I think our attempt to get into the Gordon Murray Q&A, it would have never come off because that lady was so stern and so firm. But I don't know that our case was in any way strengthened by the just... fact that you were holding a bottle of Heineken. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. That you'd forgotten that you I... were drinking from because that nice guy from the um, the Honda Civic Tuning Company. Oh yeah, Dream Automotive. And, uh, yeah, he, he was a lovely chap. Phil. He said, "Do you want a beer?" While we were talking, well, we to were him. we were looking at his Time Attack Civic, which is an absolute weapon. Time. I, that sounds to me like you've said Time Attack. Like T-I-M-E-R. Time attack. Time um, attack. Other herbs are getting really pissed off with this event. <laughs> time, I see time. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean timer because attack, no... like a, a little nail that you would use to fix down a timer. No, it's time attack. Uh, you go into a field and you've got to whittle out all the other <laughs> herbs and only smash. only find time. Uh, so there's there's been a there's been other rogue imposter events that have taken place. I'm trying to think of what they would be. Uh, well, you got paprika drifting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, yes, what okay. else have you got? Um, <sighs> a bit of um, a bit of special stage rosemary. Just, uh, well, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, so the, uh, the the other sorry, this is all very. Oh, we were there and you weren't, but we were at the same time. Don't think we were living a glamorous life on Thursday night when we were. No, we, we've got we pictures to prove that. Turned away from Gordon Murray's Q and A by a stern lady. Only doing her job. No, it was a private event for yeah, good members. I, we weren't good members. We were two idiots in contractor wristbands because that just got us in everywhere. Uh, and one of them was carrying a half-drunk bottle of Heineken. So, um, but then the evening it got better because we suddenly realised well we hadn't had anything to eat. We were sort of hoping if we get into the Q and A there'd be some nibbles or something. Yeah. Super Legera food. Of course. On yeah, very just, small just, plates with very yeah. small forks. Just, yeah, a, a lightweight paper plate with half a bag of skips emptied <laughs> onto it because they are very light. They're so show. light. Um, blow away in the wind. So then we had... Uh, oh, yeah, we went... We, we were wandering about because, of course, all the... If you're familiar with Good Festival Speed, the site is riddled with, you know, places selling burgers and Food pizza vendors. and stuff like that. But not at night because there's no one there, so they close. Of course they do. We saw one that still had people in it and we mm. went up to it and the bloke immediately just went, we're closed. It was like, where, where do we get food? And he was very nice. We just went, we, we have nothing. We couldn't make you anything mm. if we wanted to. So we wandered about. There's that Future Lab thing on site. And we oh, realised yeah. they were having an evening reception and we could see people in there drinking flutes of champagne and, and eating nibbles. Trays and like. were being brought forth. And then we encountered those guys from Arrival, the electric van company. Yeah, and I wanted to have a quick sit in the Arrival van because it's going to be you know a big deal. And while we were chit-chatting to them, they said, wow, you, we might be able to get you in there, we might be able to help. Don't worry, this is not an illegal move. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling them out. They were brilliant. 
um, we saw a, where these these people were coming out with trays full of food, and I intercepted. So yeah, I think that the food was being prepared in a, in another building, and then walked across the grass to the big future lab thing, and yeah. so we just intercepted a waiter. And, and we did. And we we got off take some food. Got a few micro plates of delights. It wasn't much, there was it? It was a tiny little bit of tuna, and then some vegetables. And uh, it, there were there were some slices of Tiffany Dell's jacket on my yes. plate. Yes, was noticed. it a radish? They they jacketed the Tiff's jacketed some radish or something. They had yeah, and. And that was great. And when we finished what we were eating, I thought I've got to give the I've got to give the plates the cutlery back. And that was our in. Well, no, because first of all, hadn't you that that guy from Arrival? Because I'd gone to the loo, and when I'd come back, I'd noticed some trays of pudding going in, and I wasn't quick enough to intercept. And then the guy from Arrival went, "Oh, don't worry, I'll sort this out." And he sort of trotted off very uh, briskly, and then came back hands aloft with a couple of puddings which was great it was great so we'd had a little bit of sustenance but then obviously our eyes were on the prize it's like if we can get in there maybe we could have a glass of champagne as well mm. and look at all the future lab stuff that we hadn't had a chance to look at earlier on and yeah taking the plates back was a good cover we went in straight in no one blinked because we had plates that matched the plates of others mm, it checked out and we put them down and Richard immediately looked at me went keep walking yeah, that's we don't did. don't waver. No, we part did. of the thing of doing stuff like that is to look like you're meant to be there. So we did. We just walked in, and no one stopped us. But they had stopped serving food and drink because it was sort of wrapping up. But we did get to look at some of those cool things, including that Boston Dynamics bloody dog thing. Oh, robot dog! Really freaks crazy, me out. sketchy dog. Just clomping around an enclosure and then coming up to you and bowing a bit. And it, it was, was it was a bit weird. And then sort of just it just a. I think they do this deliberately because they know that Honda's now cancelled Asimo project. His natural nemesis seemed to be <laughs> stairs because although they'd often show him going up and down stairs, they would they would also have moments where Asimo seemed to be falling downstairs a lot. Oh, if I, he was an elderly relative, you'd have got him a stair lift by now. Uh, poor old Asimo. He's being he's being and also people people prefer dogs. You know, the, the mm. Instagram prefers dogs. So Boston Dynamics have gone, let's just make a robot dog, even if it's slightly sinister. Slightly sinister. Um, and, look, oh, uh, what it, is it? A Labradoodle yeah, wanker cross? It's some yeah, kind it's of weird headless Alsatian. Um, <laughs> but they had the little little flight of stairs, like sort of three or four steps in the in this enclosure that it was padding around in. And uh, it would just, every so often, just go up the stairs and come back down again just to show that it could. But I noticed over in the corner where all of the sort of hardware related to the robot dog was running, there just there was just a laptop with "Stop Robot" on a big red screen, big piece, yeah. which I presume is so if and it had got one of those sort of red all stop buttons on its back, hadn't it? Panic button. Well, you asked them because there's famously there's those videos of someone kicking one of those Boston's, yeah, dogs, which is which and it really scares, fall over. It scares me. But did you? I thought you asked them, didn't you, about could you kick it? Yeah, and it, that one wasn't a kicking one. No, it wasn't. Maybe sound like a robot crawling. Can I expert. go into the pen and kick it? <laughs> no, it's not a kicking. If you, one. If you don't understand what we're talking about, just type Boston Dynamics into uh, YouTube, uh, and there's there's ones where a robot is is um, is stacking and moving um, cardboard boxes. Mm. Okay, full of stuff. It's supposed to be in like a picking and packing factory simulation. Mm. And while they're doing it, they're moving the boxes as it crouches down to pick it up oh. to see if it will spook it, yeah. and then picks it up and then he's smacking the smacking the big boxes out of its arms. It's being very cruel. It's like a bully at work. But that's, I suppose, that that's the beauty of robots is that they won't lose their temper. No, 
No, but us with our natural emotion. So, so we watched that, and it was fascinating. And then we uh, we saw that Saab are building submarines, Mm. which is very cool. The other bit of Saab, yeah, the bit that also builds jets, I suppose, isn't it? Not the car bit. But then we (laughs) we saw we saw it. Now there's there's a chap we know called Gary who is uh, works at Goodwood, but is is in the car industry or was in the car industry in, in uh, manufacturers and used to be the PR at Saab and yeah. absolutely loves Saabs loves them with a passion it wasn't just a job for him working at Saab it was you know he, he was really invested in it and he, he loves the Saab and we saw this Saab submarine immediately went oh my god we know who'd love that we didn't even have to say his name to no, each we, other we really didn't and then the following day we bumped into him we did and we said, hey, Gary, I bet you've seen that. And he went, yes, I have. <laughs> he did, you didn't even have to say, you just went, hey, Gary, have you been in the future lab and seen that? He was like, yeah, I have. Yeah. Straight off. And we were like, so you've seen, yes. Yes. You know about it, yes. And then, because we, we were in the middle of trying to film something, so we, he was like, we've got to go. And he's like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> like it's so some sort of a... sinister fetish. Yeah. But it's okay. So that was cool. So I'm trying to think of the um, other things, because there was, there's so much at Google. Well, then on Thursday evening, not to just keep talking about us, but fuck it, it's our podcast. Um, after we'd then scrounged some food like like street urchins and snuck into the Future Labs reception and looked at a scary robot dog, um, we... Oh, and then you got to go in that uh, funny AI... Well, not AI, was it? That simulation, the tracking, where it's body tracking, and you stand within that thing that's got four cameras on you. Yeah, that's right. And then it projects on a screen... Your movements, but you're an astronaut on the moon. Yes. And the guy was quite impressed. He said most people just wave their arms around, whereas you started to really pretend to be on the moon, and you were sort of trying to... You he was know, trying walk, to method act. Zero gravity walking around the place, and it was quite good. And then we um, we, we decided we'd go back to our Borstal, and there was a party at Goodwood House. Not the, the Goodwood Ball that happens on Saturday night. This was Thursday night, BMW event, because they were doing 50 years of M cars. And it had been, I, I presume, you know, some very delightful dinner in Goodwood House but mm, then that's right. everybody was coming out of the front of Goodwood House years, uh, that's fascination yeah um, for sure and so everybody was coming out hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Round the big sculpture on the front lawn, and they were gathering because they were going to put on a fireworks display. And there were tables of champagne with people serving there was, nice champagne. There was naughty quantities of Verve Clicquot. Huge amounts. I'm not a big champagne person, but I do stop for a Verve Clicquot. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is something I only learned about you this week, yeah. that you don't much like champagne, but you do like Verve Clicquot. So I do. I'll bear that in mind for future 
reference. Thank you. Please, um, please, can you? And uh, like, if I if I end up becoming your manager when when Late Break Show becomes huge, and I'll be sort of backstage at the you know Birmingham NEC when you're about to put on a massive show, go, <laughs> what is this? Moe? You know he doesn't drink Moe for fuck's sake. God. Three um, bottles of mum. Yeah. I'll trade you. <laughs> yes, it's Paul Roger. I don't care if it's nice. He doesn't like anything but verve. Um, so we went, oh, now, if we just sort of casually mingle with people, perhaps we could mingle towards the tables where the champagne is and just get a cheeky glass of champagne. The floor in our plan was immediate. Oh, gosh. Everybody was in black tie except us. Yeah. We were just wearing shirts and jeans. I thought that I would look more authoritative slash like I worked there by putting my hands behind my back as I walked along. Somehow gives you a kind of head <laughs> masterly so, sort of bearing. I don't know what I was so thinking. Pathetic. I was very tired. And like um, a strange clergyman, I thought. Yes, it had a sort of ecclesiastical style to it. Anyway, it didn't work. None of it worked. Because when we were walking up, we were just lingering by, muttering to each other. So we thought we might look like security and we're just sort of swapping notes on yeah, high-risk situations. We were bad. Situations. And then before I knew it, you just sort of peeled off and gone straight up to the table and taken two glasses of champagne. I thought I'd grab two flutes, and, I'll, and I, I thought I'd just casually, I'll go and grab two flutes off the table, and then I about turned to give you one of the, the, the flutes, and there was a security guard straight in my face, like <laughs> they'd appeared like a phantom. Turns out the real security were also wearing black ties, and, and they were on with the guests. And he just went, excuse me, sir, um, have you been invited to this event? This is a private event. And I just... I stared at him, and I, it's when you have a second to decide, am I just going to lie my way through this, or am I just going to come clean? Well, I just went, no, I haven't been invited at all. And he went, okay, in which case, you can't drink that, so you need to put that down and leave. And I did. That's, did, did, that's what I did. I went, the... I'm ever so sorry. I put the flutes down, <laughs> and... Started walking away. Did there was a, Did it flicker across your mind just to down one of them, or spit in them? So well, you can't give them to anyone else now. You might as well. I, give it to it me. was the walk of shame. It, oh, it, the, it the, so... the, the, the table where oh. the, the champagne needed to be returned to felt like a really long yeah, way away. It was only an arm stretch away. <laughs> it felt really. We've all been there, haven't we? Where we, we tried to get away with something blatantly lying or just being naughty. And then you just go, oh, you shouldn't have done that. But then there was a little sort of extra bollocking because then another security guard came up to us as we were doing the walk of shame away. Yeah. And went, you you, you can't can't stand here. You need to get off the premises. If you want to watch the fireworks, you've got to go over there behind that rope. Yeah, there was just a a thin thin rope. It was like, get over there. Anyway, so that wasn't great. But we did get to watch some drift cars, some BMW drift cars. Oh, yeah, they brought the drift cars and then a fireworks display. So, yeah. But but we had to do it from leaning against some bales. A piece of rope. Behind a sort of rope of humiliation whilst uh, all of the... um, people in dinner suits and evening dresses quaffed delicious verve Clicquot champagne and it, it did I, I remember I said this sudden sort of like this the, the suppressed class war warrior in me welled up and I suddenly thought please look at them come the revolution these people's the blood will be spilt on this lawn I look just at felt, them I just wished I hadn't ever tried to do what I did it was um, it, it, it was. I, I just thought of happier times. <laughs> what when we were in dinner suits drinking champagne? Because let's be honest, we, we have done. We that. went from hero to zero. Yes. Yeah. And then we sort of trudged back to our room, lit by a single fluorescent tube, <laughs> and plugged our phones into my six gang extension that I brought with me because someone from Goodwood said in advance. I said, "Is there anything else you need to bring?" 
they went, oh, well, there's usually only one plug in these rooms and people always mention it. There's never enough plug sockets. So, you know, if you've got one of those adapters that's multi-thing, and I was like, oh, I don't, but I've got a six gang that I'm not yeah. using. So. Richard did bring a, a very practical, like, Argos extension. Quite well yeah. used as well, you'll notice. That that, yeah. that six gang seen some action. That, that's done work. I don't, I, find, I can't think I've ever taken it to the full it. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which ironically, it was to take another plug adapter. Oh, yeah. And then other ones in case you're plugging in local electronics into the UK spec six oh. gang. But yeah, I was very proud of my six gang because it was just a, a silly, well, not silly, a practical thing to bring in a bag of otherwise just clothes and stuff. I, 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 th- I, the thing I enjoy about going to working at Goodwood is you get to see some of the setup, you know, mm. the behind the scenes stuff. Mm. And when we turned up on on Wednesday night, you could see there were the owners of the McLaren F ones, yeah, trying to manoeuvre the these cars in pitch dark, pitch dark, with some of their mates with phone torches on around, yeah, and and because there were no overhead lights at all. And you think, bloody hell, you wouldn't want to casually back one of those oh into a bollard God, or stress. another McLaren. Yeah. That would be a bit a bit uncool. And then you saw the guys from Singer. Yeah, when I arrived, just before you, um, that Singer, that gorgeous Singer Turbo Study, is it called? The, the, yeah. the, so, you know, sort of uh, uh, 9.30. I've been called that. <laughs> you That's Turbo how Study. I've been ref- described as a Turbo Study. Yeah. Honestly, I'd say it's more of a flesh door, but yeah, yeah turbo well, is definitely one of those. What about the flesh door turbo? <laughs> <laughs> the flesh door study sounds like something that a proctologist oh, might have to do. So, Fifty um, Shades of Wrong. So, the yeah, that lovely 930 study was bang outside the door into our digs. Mm. And it was, when did I arrive? Sort of 10, 10.30, and it was dark near as damn it and they were still finessing it I think anyone who's ever encountered Singer and particularly Rob who runs who owns Singer is the boss of it is a perfectionist so anything less than absolutely perfect for that car and it's sort of public debut wouldn't do so they were sort of still just with again phone torches and yeah. actual torches and then later on I noticed they pulled up a, an old Range Rover like mine and it was just sitting there with its engine running with the headlights on just to give them better light to get it up onto the stand because it was on a big plinth it was to drive on it up. a sexy plinth and um, but that's what we was that was still all going on at sort of 11 11.30 at night it was a lot. It was great. It, was, it felt like because that was what Wednesday night, so it was the, the show opened on um, Thursday morning, mm. and we felt like we were just seeing a little bit behind the curtain because there was lots going on yeah. late into the night, and you yeah. could still hear sort of like like you can hear on this podcast actually because someone's building some a cordless shed drill but, assembly. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of that going on, and it's quite it's quite thrilling because you feel like you're seeing something that most people don't get to see. So that was that was quite nice. And the next morning, we got up and went outside. By the time we sort of went outside, there were already people there. I didn't realise it opened so early. No, I didn't. Seven or seven thirty. And then, did we talk about getting video bombed by Nigel Mansell? Oh no. Well, so we when we started, we what Thursday morning. We went for a little briefing from um, Goodwood people about what we were going to be doing for them, and they casually mentioned, "Oh, Nigel Mansell's here for the whole weekend." We were like, "Can we can we talk to him?" And they quickly went, "No, no, you you won't be near him. It's okay. (laughs) Don't even consider." We've made a specific note to keep you and you Nothing. away from Nigel Mansell because we believe you to be silly twats yeah which is fair I think that's a fair assumption um, 
But, well, also because we, in front of them still, which was possibly foolish, we developed the, the how quickly can you offend Nigel Mansell game, which was that we get sit down for the interview and then you've, you've got a time. How long will it take before you say something that enrages Mansell to the point where maybe he leaves the room? Oh, it would be too easy. I'd have gone in on Tiffany Dell because he's still have... sore about the Tory. Apparently he still doesn't talk to him. Mm. Yeah. But then... We realised as well, of course, you could bring up that time at Le Mans that he didn't even do a single lap. He yeah. didn't complete a single lap before retiring. That would have probably riled him up a bit. That was odd. Um, yeah. And then also, he he binned a car going up the hill at Goodwood many years ago. Did he? Yeah. I think it, we, it was an indie car. Someone showed me a clip on it. I was talking to someone who showed me a clip on oh, yes. phone. It was we an We couldn't quite work out. It was a very low-quality clip. It looked like an indie car. Um, so we didn't get access to Mansell. But then we were quite literally doing piece to camera in front of that Ford Superman 4 and um, the, the our guys from our crew and a couple of people from Goodwood who joined us to see what we were Check up to that we were doing what we were supposed were to be doing, doing crowd control so that we had sort of clear air just to talk to the camera without people walking across our shot and suddenly I saw Georgina from Goodwood try to Block. Stop! This sort of surge of a, a knot of people coming across the the paddock. Yeah. And I saw her go to try and stop them, and I saw her kind of suddenly, actively retract her arm from stopping them. And it was Mansell in the middle of a sort of entourage being led at speed across, it and was. they just crashed right through our shot. It was the, the Mansell wearing one of his old race overalls um, and had the moustache. The classic Labatt sponsored He had a cap on as well, didn't he? Yeah. Did you have a Labatt's cap? No, I think he had the tweed cap. Oh yeah, the cap and so the tash, the cap. There were sunglasses and the original race overalls, mm. and then a swarm of bees after him. We looked back at it on the um, on the monitor to see if you could tell that it was Mansell on the shot that he walked through, and you definitely could because he was dressed as Nigel Mansell. But in yeah. a weird way, it almost looked like you know something we could have set up with a lookalike because you put a moustache and a cap and a Labatt's racing suit on anyone of about that stature and they immediately look like Nigel Mansell <laughs> but we were assured and we believe it to be the real I've Nigel actually Mansell. got a flat cap in there if I have put you? that yeah if I put that on and I've got to an age where I quite fancy a flat cap but I'm not sure I could pull it well, off well I'm you know I'm, I'm balding so I, I, I have to pack a cap just in case you just never know anymore. Johnny's now rummaging in his bag to find the cap yeah. so that he can wear it. <laughs> so, so if Johnny sounds different in a minute, it's because he's wearing a cap. But if I sound a bit different... It's going to be all squashed if it's under yeah, everything it's in there, isn't it? Yeah, a mess in here. Uh, so, yeah, that was exciting. We, um, we ran oh, up the, yeah. We yeah, we ran up the hill. Yesterday. We did. Straight to number one up that hill. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've seen you wearing that before. Actually, yeah, of course, it's a classy yeah. item. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's um, it's got a bit of. So can I works. try it? Does it work for you? I don't, I don't know. know if it'll fit, but yeah, actually, that does. does it? I was yeah, right I think that's all right. I've only become a hat person in later life. I've always, thought, I always thought I looked like a knob end in hats, but I've, I've started just wearing hats and not caring. I wear a, I wear a cap to go on the school run or something if my hair's yeah, all sticking out. I do a cap. Oh, that's interesting, Richard. Tell us more about that. <laughs> Said no one. Look, I don't, I'll give you a choice, listeners. It's me just wittering on about wearing hats, or I can do a bit of a rubbish name drop. Actually, no, not a rubbish name drop. Mm-hmm. I don't think this counts as a name drop because it's someone who you actually know. But um, but your friend and late break show contributor, Shaky Burn, Shaky Shane Burn, who I've never met before. What a nice guy. Yeah, he's a dude. And I'm not a biker or a bike fan particularly. 
So I'm just sort of dimly aware that he's a multiple British Superbike champion. Yeah. And you pointed out six times. Yeah. And he went and got us a coffee each. He did. He's he's, he's lovely. And I just he's, thought he's lovely. What? We had lunch with him. Yeah. Uh, in the drivers' cl- enclosure area at Goodwood, and um, which he also got us into yeah we didn't, we didn't have access to that and that would have been another humiliation and a bollocking on no. the horizon but no he just sorted out and we went in with him well we were yeah we had to talk to a couple of people from honda about a feature coming up on the show well you did and you were chatting to them when we were sitting around a table and they were the honda people standing behind you and you were having a good chat to them and then uh, an elderly gentleman came up and asked if he he could sit at our table because he'd just got some food oh, was, he had and a curry the same as me he had a curry and it was legendary racing driver richard atwood yeah out of off of porsche 917s yeah amongst other things now i've met richard <laughs> a few times before he's a lovely chap yeah. So that's why he came over. He saw a face he recognised and he just went, I wonder if I sit down. And then and when we had a nice chat. But the thing about Richard Atwood is that he's, I don't know how old he is, but he's incredible because he still drives and I think he can still get a strop on when he needs to in a car. He's he's never lost He's still got it. Magic. And he's, he's an older chap. Yeah. And he's quite well spoken. And we were having a good chat. But what we realised, or I realised about Richard Atwood is that he does excellent swearing. Because he doesn't swear a lot, but when he swears, he puts a lot of weight behind it. And he's him. very British. And he's well. very British. He's very and he's also an absolute hero because yeah. he tamed the Porsche 917. And many of his fellow drivers lost their lives, or in some cases, sort of flat refused to drive those cars yeah. in tricky conditions. And Richard lived to tell the tale and is hale and hearty. And. Hey, he is a dude. But we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about technology in cars, and he was saying, oh, "I'm not a luddite. I like technology where it's appropriate and useful." And he was raving about a Tesla touchscreen. He'd never driven a Tesla until recently, and he said it was really good. And I got familiar with it very quickly, and I found it very very user friendly, and I liked that. But and he went, "But in so many cars, these touchscreens they're too." fucking complicated and I was just completely blindsided because it's, he speaks so nicely the and then he's guy just throw, throwing out swears. yeah it was great that's my name drop I had a nice little lunchtime chat with uh, Le Mans well I'll do a name Richard. drop because five minutes after that we, when Shane and I were still chatting um, then John McGuinness pulls up oh yeah uh, to, ranting about the price ranting about the price <laughs> about the price of cherry diesel <laughs> cherry and, and cherry then, and, and then and then a couple of minutes after that he ended up getting trolled by Dougie Lampkin so within minutes Richard who doesn't even know anything about no, motorbikes no but I know who Dougie Lampkin was getting was, was surrounded by the, some of the greats of motorcycling and there was I don't like the word banter but there's, I can't really describe the conversation that was going on behind me any other way. It was a sort of good-natured ribbing and back and forth. Yeah, people with yeah. good comic timing just having at each other, and there was, uh, it was, it was quite. But nice I think there's a lot. It's it's great when there's people who are obviously either at the top of their game or have been. Mm. So there's that mutual level of respect of like I know that you've kept, you've been capable or are capable mm. of great things. Yeah. But we're just going to talk about something completely normal or just take yeah. a piss. Well, that's it. I quite like it. It's a legendary people who've done the things you can only dream of and are showing bravery yeah. you can only imagine. And then they're just yeah, ranting about the price of cherry. <laughs> it's, just, it's just brilliant. They're, they're people just like us. But I thought that. I was thinking, well, they, you know, they have been at the top of their respective fields. Yeah. And I can't imagine that you would get any F1 drivers talking like that. 
No, maybe. Touring car people, I imagine. Touring know, potato car. have been in there. Or, and oh, yeah. and people. There would have been a lot of that sort of stuff. But uh, Lewis Hamilton, I like Lewis Hamilton a lot. I'm a fan of his, his work, and I yeah. met him, and he was very nice. But I couldn't imagine he'd go and get us a coffee in. Oh, we can we go? I'd like this, cool. Lewis. If you're listening, uh, we'd love to do a Smith and Sniff podcast from one of your houses or one of your garages, or, or yeah. even from the back of one of your cars. That sounds wrong, but I don't mean it like that. <laughs> well, I think yeah, we we'd, we'd certainly waive our usual no guests rule for if Lewis Hamilton wants to come and talk. Shite, we'll just talk in a showman's like, trailer. Yeah, good we will not talk about Formula One. Just so you know, yeah. we will not talk about Formula One. That's that's what makes it different. Well, I did that once with. I went to the Monaco Grand Prix on a on a junket uh, with Renault because they were still they still had a Renault branded F1 team back then about two thousand and four I think and they said we've got some interview slots with the drivers I was like oh I don't really have anything to do with that so I, but I was uh, I spoke to Evo and I said I've got some time you know sort of ten fifteen minutes with the Renault drivers do you want an interview and Evo went. Not really, because we've got an F1 correspondent and we kind of were good. I don't really know what we do with it. But they went, just go and, go and chat to them anyway and see if you can get a column out of it. So I thought, well, I'm not going to go, how are the tyres? How's, how's, how's qualifying for you? No. How was it? I was like, they're no, just, no. Like, A, they, they've been asked that a thousand times. And B, what am I going to do with that in a column that will come out a month after the race? So I thought, I'm just going to ask them about real life. Yeah. So I sat down, Yano Trulli and Fernando Alonso were the drivers. And it was quite interesting. Alonso didn't get where this was going at all because I was going so guys what supermarket do you shop at and what do you do do you tend to do a big shop or do you just nip in when you need stuff <laughs> oh, he was. yeah <laughs> and Alonso was just like grumpily sitting there signing a load of caps because the PR was hovering over him making him do double you know, double work truly what a dude yeah you could tell he sort of he was a bit in like supermarket oh you so uh, and then it's sort of like the penny dropped he's like okay this joker's not going to ask me about qualifying that's okay I'm going to run with this the guard is going 10 minutes off 10 yeah. minutes away from having to talk about the bloody tyres again and so he started getting into it and he went well you know it's, it's and I went, what would you cook if you're just going to make a quick meal it's a Wednesday night he goes, and he's like yeah, well I don't know yeah, no. <laughs> and Alonso's just ignoring all this he's just signing the cap is he does yeah. not even talk to you well yeah and then suddenly truly when uh, he said he accused Alonso of just microwaving stuff, and suddenly Alonso's in the conversation because he got very defensive. No, he's not true. I have microwave because I warm up tortillas, and then I put <laughs> really? yeah. and it was great, and it was quite illuminating. And then Alonso sort of went back to being monosyllabic and not really into it. But truly, he gave me—I think we had about fifteen minutes of just chat about normal stuff. Did you call it truly madly deep? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I hope you did. I just hope. I just hope you did. He was a dude. I, after that, I was always quite like truly, but yeah. I, I, after that, I sort of was like, I was always rooting for him. Just that's what like, F one needs. A, he's a good guy. It needs a bit of that though. It needs yeah. a bit of like you know John McGuinness moaning about the price of red diesel. Yes, it needs, exactly. That's it. Go now, Lewis. Uh, I know qualifying was tricky for you the car's still not working well we're not going to talk about that uh, have you ever had cause to buy red diesel have you ever bought a scratch card for the <laughs> national lottery you know when you you, know when you pay for your fuel you've, yeah. you've bought your super unleaded and yeah. you thought oh I might need a little bit of um, yeah a bit of chewing gum because I've had onions for lunch yeah. um, and while I'm in there I'll probably you know bit of this bit of that but yeah do scratch card? Do you just think, ah, bollocks? No, I'll have it. Go on, I'll go for it. You're a millions. Give us one of those. Yeah, you're a millions because that's the big one, isn't it? Because so you, you go, well, hang on a minute. I'm already, I've already got millions. Yeah. So, but I might, I could just buy one, support the cause. I don't know. Do you think he's ever just going, oh, screw it, I'll buy a Twix? 
And you go, oh no, now I'm going to have to go to the gym for another two hours. To well, I don't know. I don't know if the fingers of Twix. I don't know if the F1 drivers do snacking. They must they do. do. No, I don't. Think don't you do. think? They're so highly calibrated now, I think. Calibrated, calibrated. I love that. I don't know. They just eat bloody pasta with grilled chicken all the time, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's um, I I well with this thing if we can get Who some knows? time with any of the F1 drivers probably I don't know except Stroll uh, then uh, we could talk to them about this yeah and, uh, I'm sure it would, it would be enlightening yeah. do you just eat grilled chicken isn't it a bit boring should we just go for a Nando's because at least they put spice on it I imagine uh, I sort of imagine I could see Hamilton in a Nando's actually could you yeah because he's from Stevenage isn't he and it's just yeah. like there's not a lot else to do. Go to that big shopping centre. Does he still own a house in Stevenage? I don't right? know. I think, his, I think his dad lives there still. I'm not sure, actually, but he did. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely... And I also could see Jensen Button in a Nando's. Button would do Nando's. Button would definitely do a Nando's. Yeah, he would. Button and would do Andy's Fish and Chips. He would. That's the kind of guy Button fact, is. given Flan- Flanstead's general stalking of us, it was a bit amazing not to walk into Andy's. And and you go, oh guys, I've been expecting you. By the way, some friends of yours are already here, and you turn in the back room where they're they're just sitting on that windowsill where you wait for you can wait for your chips. Just turn around, there's Flanstead and Button just sitting there. All right, lads, we're keeping ours wrapped because we're going to walk around the corner and have a few cans in the Memorial Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Jensen's already got a bag of cans with him. Jensen's like, you're you're from Somerset. I've got some Thatcher's gold in in, in a bag. Jesus, I love that. A um, couple of cans with Jensen. We we should probably start to wrap this up because well, apart from anything else, I feel like I need to go and have a coffee. A coffee. Yeah. I'm not quite a Defcon can of Coke, but I'm not far off. Defcon Cola. I did have I did have quite a few beers last night, and we have been working in inverted commas for two days straight and sleeping in a young offenders institute. <laughs> so, you know. These things stack up, but um, car of the event for you, for any vehicle could be even a uh, contractor's gator. Oh god, yeah, well, <laughs> that's really difficult because there's so much nice stuff, so much nice old stuff. I mean, we had our eyes were on stalks when we were doing just some of those rally cars. Just old you like the little weird, the little mid-engined, um, early mid-engine. Yes, example. yeah, all those ones on the Cartier lawn. There's, they did the, the sort of early the. the the dawn of mid-engine road cars and so they had yeah. René Bonnet Digette and um, That's right. Lotus Europa and a uh, Unipower and a Di, Di Tommaso Vallelunga um, Vallelunga Vallelunga which is a very pretty little car owned by Gordon Murray he's got one not the one that was on the lawn but he has got one I think because he likes them because they're little and light yeah that. I, I don't know whether I'd fit in one, but Gordon Murray's a tall chap, and he He's presumably weird. fits in it. And so, yeah, I, that that would be one of my highlights. I just think they're so sweet. Well, that's sweet, just his fitness regime. He just pushes it in and out of the oh, garage. Yeah, we haven't talked about how we met Quentin. Well, met. We know Quentin, we, but we bumped oh. into Quentin, and we had a lovely chat with Quentin Captain Wilson. Yeah, and then we did it, and he went, "Would you do a little thing for?" He's, he was shooting stuff for. For he's doing for his own outlets for his own outlets and he went would you would you be interviewed on camera and we went yeah and he went he asked us a sort of broadly philosophical question because it was at Electric Avenue what does a CV display mean for Goodwood and then we talked for about 10 minutes and he went that was great could you do it again but shorter <laughs> like <laughs> much shorter <laughs> okay uh, was, I lo- yeah, I lo- great. Uh, Quentin's a dude. It was lovely to see Quentin. Haven't seen him for ages, so yeah. that was nice. Uh, again, just a little cheeky. Name but just the, just to counterbalance the EV chat, we did we did briefly talk about the AC four two eight GT, yes, which is one, one of, of his favourite cars, auction cars, and a, a lesser seen beast. 
what very, was your cool. what would your highlight be of the weekend? Oh, that's a really good question. Seeing it in the auction, and it was the last car we saw before we left the event last night, the Alpha Montreal. Oh, yes. In that strange colour, but yes. a, alluring colour. I've got such a thing for Montreals. I, I suspect they'll be disappointing to drive, but yeah. I just think it's such a cool car. Mm. So that, yes. that turns me on. Um, Do you know what else I uh, I liked is, is that Singer 930. I just love yeah. the fact that you glanced at it and you go, oh, look, there's a 911 Turbo from the 80s. And then you just sort of go, well, why does it look better than other ones? And it's it's, it's so beautifully done mm. where it totally keeps the spirit and the look of the original, but somehow it's just neater mm. and tighter and it sits better. And it's just, and I reckon if you put an original next to it, the original would look really gawky and sloppily designed. And it's just that that singer thing where they, nobody does attention to detail like they do in, in design and execution. No. I think just for the sheer hilarity of the way the suspension was behaving on the hill climb was would have to be um, Travis Pastrami mm. um, in his Subaru GT... Was it called a Subaru 1800 GL, GL. or 1600 yeah, yeah. GL? Yeah. Which is obviously like a sort of mutant of a car, a Hoonigan mm. kind of project. Mm. But obviously on soft rally suspension... Oh, my God. Everywhere. Bra- breaking place. into the corners, I thought the back was going to, to, to sort of like somersault over the front of the yeah. car it was so <laughs> loose and it was great to watch he was yeah. obviously on it as they say yeah with his um sequential box and um uh, that was really cool to watch and i love watching the ford e-transit e-transit yeah. so the supervan is back and that's yeah 2000 horsepower and it was going up the hill like a freaking scalded cock and it turns out they weren't even really at full power it's about 1400 they said they're gradually turning us up through the weekend so as you listen to this you may have seen it if it was going up the hill on Sunday in fact you won't have seen it because it would have been going faster than the human eye can register if yeah. they got it on the full 2000 it's a ridiculous thing but I love the fact they've done it because it's just a bit daft So and, and driver Roman obviously I don't think he quite understood the cultural references but Ford said not only do we want you to set a PB in this van but we also want you to wind the window down point and shout at people as you're going up <laughs> through the corners um, but I want you to also really aggressively eat a Twix or a Yorkie bar um, and you need to get rid of all the safety equipment I want you to just wear a pink Lacoste shirt if yeah. that's alright I do gather that Ford are paying um, Dumas cash in hand oh he says he's doing it's very much off books but yeah yeah, yeah there's no VAT for this particular no job no, um, no because uh, <laughs> and Bless Duma, he's just said yes to all of the above just to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Just to get it all. So, so trains! Good. He's hey. also yeah, worried about his neck strain pre-event. He's, he's doing a lot of, you know, the racing always do that neck work, don't they? They do neck work. on helmets and stuff. We're doing it now as we're talking. I know, I don't know why. It's, it's uh, <sighs> anyway, it's, it's not a visual and they And they also gave him, uh, yeah, they gave him a little round of applause when he used the F-bomb in the... Um, He's been getting, in any he's been interviews, because uh, he says it just before the word transit. Right, well, he's been getting swearing training from Richard Atwood. <laughs> he probably Cause, is. Because Richard, you know, it's like he's got that racing driver's discipline just to deploy it when necessary and not elsewhere. Just keep oh. it, keep it. It's like sort of knowing when to, to get back on the power yeah. through a bend, knowing when to use the F-bomb uh, to maximum effect, which he did. He, magnificently he really did R- Romain dumbass as I imagine some Americans uh, might, Romain, yeah. might call him no no disrespect him he's a legend and a, and a record holder well maybe not by now in fact maybe well, this, this is where it gets interesting by the time this goes out his um, record has been stolen but, by the McMurchie Spearling 
Spearling. Uh, thanks to everyone that came up. Oh and yes. Said hi. Said thanks for the podcast and just wanted a little catch up and a chat or a photo. Yeah, we gave out and a load of stickers, which was delightful. I, I particularly enjoyed people who sidled over and just yeah. went hot sot. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. I believe you've got them, something for me. Reverse palming them a sticker. Yeah, backhanding like a, a sticker out of his pocket. Dealer. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and, uh, but yeah, lots of people just came over to have a chat, and it was really nice to meet some listeners. I particularly enjoyed the chap who we later talked to properly. But when we were running down the hill, and I was I was ahead of you because I got a bit of a head of steam. Well, you're fitter. Well, I, I yeah, you, the... I run probably more than you do at the moment. So yeah, I just sort of got a bit of head of steam downhill, and wanted to sort of enter the the bottom bit where it flattens out and people had started coming in for the day and I wanted to basically enter that bit like a hero really going <laughs> Is that what it. you did? No I didn't because I didn't want to like break an ankle so I was, I was just but I was I, I kind of came in quite hot and and there was a guy who just he just walked in and he saw me and went Richard and I felt like I was in a marathon because I've never had anyone him? sort of shout my name while I'm running and it felt quite good no, I was unblocking my DPF file but I didn't filter at that point I was <laughs> hoping that no one would recognise me and just shuffling along yeah we sort of messed up there we didn't want to be spotted because we went for a run just as they'd opened the gates so basically we went up to the top of the hill came back down again to find there were lots of people going up that hill is really hard on foot it's yeah it's but it's really interesting to do it at a lower speed than in a car because you get to appreciate more of it and, and also a gorgeous view from up the top yeah it was, it was stunning anyway that's quite enough of this it's just name dropping and talking about us getting told off well, it's a good um, word special it's a good word special, special uh, we'll be back to business as usual next week whatever that might be uh, in the meantime I have three things to tell you uh, they are one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called The Baked Quake Show, in which Johnny plays 90s video games while extremely high on marijuana. <laughs> uh, if you don't like that, then there's always The Late Break Show, which has got lots of excellent car videos on it. What's up at the moment? What would be uh, you? Well, you've, had the, you've got the Barn Find Sierra XR4. On, oh, yes. Where the guy casually mentioned he had another Barn Find <laughs> while we were what filming the Barn Find. That was good. Mm. And there might be, by this point, uh, what I think will become the world's quickest street legal electric car which is built by two brothers in Hungerford oh. in the UK so that'll be up there okay. um, might even be another one I'm, I'm, I'm shuffling the, the running order at the moment but anyway, anyway just, just just bloody watch something alright thanks uh, second we've got to do is that I have various books out one of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3 it's the third in the Boring Car Trivia series but you could guess that from the title <laughs> and the third thing I've got to tell you is that 15% of England and Wales is unregistered land Somebody owns it, but the land registry just don't know who. 15? 15%. That's a lot. A lot, isn't it? 5.2 million acres. Can I own some of Unregistered. And then I would be classed as a landowner. Yeah. And I well, like I mean, that. I suppose you are, aren't you? Do you own the land that your house sits on? I do. There you go. You're a That's landowner. why I wee on it. <laughs> on my own compost heap to start the process the process excellent well um, thank you for your patience in this croaky slightly fuzzy and self indulgent showman's trailer episode of Swing and Sniff this, this was with, I'm going to shake this got a bit of the brute spolt in that the house that was brute spolt and uh, we'll be back to business as usual next week until then thank you for listening goodbye thank you goodbye She's <laughs> 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 